Hello, hello again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 4 of <laughs> Can I Get an Amen? That's four for all you slow Alexes <laughs> in French. Can you believe we've made it to four episodes, Jack? Yes, because quarantine <laughs> is the most boring thing I have ever endured in my entire life. So, yeah. I was yeah. literally like, I could be doing these like twice a day nearly. Oh my god! But well, then we really run out of content. Yeah, but you see, do you know what? Like, I think we've exclusively decided from our little brief beforehand. Like, coronavirus, we don't know her. She's dead to me. Like, we're not talking about it. Yeah, I'm so over her. So basically, over. what's same happening look, is same look she all is the coming time. back season after season, and she's just delivering the same storyline. Everyone's sick of it, and you know she's going to be around for a few more seasons. So let's just not talk yeah. about her. She's the Aiden Zane of the world. Yes, Just bitch. Like, I'm gonna show them. I'm gonna show. Them. <laughs> <laughs> show us what, like. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Oh. Where I suppose it's significant because um, first episode was what happened on the first episode? Didn't something happen that night as well? Um, no, everything was re- vaguely normal back then, wasn't it? Well, no, it was still like restrictive movement and st- and social distancing and stuff. So, I suppose yeah, the new normal. But yeah. then it got worse the second podcast episode. And then the third, that was when the full lockdown was announced. Then the third episode oh, yeah. was when we were all fully quarantined and like in completely different counties. And then today is the day that it's been confirmed for another three weeks of holidays. Yup, the girls. Yeah, no. It's also Good Friday. It's also Chromatica Day. Um, so yeah, but Gaga, Gaga did a thing. Oh my God, didn't she? She raised so much money. Oh yeah, she's raised like ninety million now. Ninety million. Amazing, like unreal. I saw a great joke, and I kept meaning to repeat it on the podcast, but <laughs> I kept forgetting every week. But I saw a tweet, and it was like, "Jays, I didn't plan on giving up this much for Lent." <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely Amen. <laughs> that is Amen. Like that was to a T. Amen, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, did you um, catch the announcement today? Well, I suppose not much was announced, really. It was just Leo coming out telling us that we're all doing great now and we have another three weeks of this. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I did. Um, that was the general gist of it. Not really surprised, like, to be honest, because, you know, they can't. Yeah. Like, they can't announce, you know, so early on that, oh, yeah, you're, we're, we're going to be, you're, you're going to be locked down for, like, two months or whatever. Because if they did, everyone would go nuts. And, yeah. you know, it's only just the hope that maybe it's nearly over. I think every time that's keeping people a little bit, well, you know, taking it forward. a step at a time, you know, like it's, um, it's, well, it was two weeks at last time. Now it's three weeks, you know, and, oh, it's so annoying. Like they do a press conference after all these ministerial announcements. And one of the questions is always like, is there any sort of rough outline as to when we could possibly be getting back to normal? It's like, no, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows. Christine, Nobody like, fucking knows. Leave. Like, sorry, uh, where's the oracle? Alexa, when's this going to end? Like, fuck off. No, nobody knows. To do. do you know when this thing is going to be over? Like, like an old one's in the shop, like, going, like, oh, where was I the last day? I was in Tesco and this old one was behind me and she took that. Is this the kill for Jesus' sake? And I'm like, well, I'm sorry you're inconvenienced, Maureen, but aren't we all? <laughs> like, oh. oh, you've got, like, the social justice warriors, well, not even social justice, but people, like, <clears throat> on the um 
on the interwebs, like, you know, posting, like, anyone who's walking past this sign now. There's one I saw today, Maynooth Sports iconic page. Oh, iconic, iconic, that. iconic. Iconic content. <laughs> um, there's some posted, anyone now who's walking past this sign? And it was a sign that said, like, Maynooth two kilometers, uh, Kilcock two kilometers. If you reach this sign now, you're gone too far, and you'd want to be going back now, because oh, you're gone too far. So, and it was like, we know bitch yeah like, like oh my god people are so annoying whether it's the end of the world yeah. or not like it's just it, oh my god yeah if anyone doesn't follow some kind of community facebook group i highly suggest you do in these trying times because it is literally hilarious just great entertainment like people giving their advice and you know giving out about runners and stuff but and even when it's stuff. yeah but like even when it's not um trying times it's pretty good entertainment anyway and it's the oh, reminder yeah. that like you're the sane one and they're the crazy ones like if you if <laughs> yeah. you read the stuff that goes on on them like it just doesn't yeah. i'm like and how the do comments you, oh. yeah but how do you live in that world like it's uh, oh my god i was gonna say it's very desperate house it's absolutely not it's the most boring thing like Oh, I wouldn't even. I would <laughs> mundane content. There's definitely a desperation of sorts there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, not of our our girls, anyways. No. Um. So come but, here. Um, to I me. did. Oh, go on, yeah. Go on. So come here. Well, we said we're not going to talk about Corona, so I think we're almost inadvertently talking about effects. But give me something now. Give me something good. You've been mulling over the last week. Oh, well, um, <laughs> the last week I've mainly been mulling over the state of my mic feed from last ah, week. Yes. Oh, my God. I was I was listening back to it today and I was actually mortified. And I was there Babe. giving out to you being like, Jack, watch your B's and T's. And I, they're going, Barbara. Yeah, well, I got lambasted by hate like. comments and feedback, sure. I was told, <laughs> oh, geez, you're very boomy. Um, but yeah, so I was a little bit more conscious. But sure, wasn't I telling you? Don't be so close to the mic. I, I know, but I tried. Listening. I tried a different tactic last week, and it just completely didn't work. No, but um, how am I sounding this week? Is she gorgeous? She's she sounding very gorgeous, very legato, <laughs> legato, darling. Soft and sweet, dolcissimo, yes, darling. Yes, darling. Um, uh, oh, what did I want to say there at all? I can't remember. <laughs> after after your formal apology to our to our audience, our listenership. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I actually back to the ministerial announcement one thing i wanted to note is leo Radker is constantly quoting like poets like today he was all about seamus heaney so i'm like oh is he going God. for like the michael d kind of a seamus heaney one of the greatest poets for time and <laughs> like all this kind of stuff and i was like he's trying to be so cultured and you know i'm patriotic and stuff yeah, but like, who um, are the fucking idiots that are like, you know, like out there? But babe, this is the biggest publicity stunt for Fina Gale, like that they could possibly have orchestrated. That well, fair play. Yeah, fair play to them. They did a great job. <laughs> like, and even they were talking today in the press conference. They're like, and will you be meeting with Michal Martin? And he was like, yes, I'll be meeting with Michal Martin, Fina Gale, Fina Paul, uh, Fina Paul, Fina Gale, Fina Paul, Fina Gale. And I was like, what about Mary Lou? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is Mary Lou doing? Like, is she just like not allowed to play? Because they're like, no. No, no time for you now. Let the big boys do it. Hashtag pray for Mary. And can I just say, Minister, can I just say, can I just say, say, please? Can I just say, can Corla? If you're going to talk over me, if you're going to talk over me, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say? Iconic woman. But, um, yeah, we, like, I don't, do you know the people that are on the other end of this going like, oh, jeez. Leo's doing such a good job Oh he's just yeah. such a lovely boy I'm like you mean mm. The man or woman that writes his speeches Are 
I love oh, you. Oh, they Boy, are a queen, like, whoever they are. Yeah, but like, how do how does it actually work? Like, I'm not the type of person that would hear that kind of stuff and just be like, would purely just be infatuated and fall in love with him. Like, I would be fully, fully conscious the entire time that you haven't written this. So you're not getting, like, any judgment (laughs) is not going to be bestowed upon you or in your favour. Like, you can fuck off. Yeah, he's lovely and eloquent when he's reading off the paper and then they ask him questions and he's like, eh, 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 smoke weed, Lee Radker? Eh, well, sure you know. Did you smoke some? Can I have some? But, um, yeah, like, in terms of the week, since I last spoke to you, Shaq, um, I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling rejuvenated. I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling um, revitalized, darling. I've got my glass of wine here. I went to the shop. Um, well, my mags went to the shop. I didn't go because um, <laughs> I don't do those kind of tawdry tasks. <laughs> and um, we got a heap of wine, a slab of Cullens, and just we're going to like just, you know, live happily and freely. Happily ever after. Week. Yeah. Um, other interesting things I've done during the week. Um, I've been watching a heap of movies. I watched Parasite, that one, the Korean one. Very What's good. What's the loose plot of that again? Oh, jeez, Jack. Oh, maybe I should have asked. <laughs> it's it's no, another Madonna it's moment. <laughs> we were going to watch it and then we started and we put subtitles on. And I was like, we should watch it without subtitles. And then you actually would have understood what was happening without subtitles, I think. But obviously, you know, it is is easier to read in English, you know what I mean, than try and figure out the Korean. Indeed, but, um, no. Uh, how can I do it without spoiling it? Like, it basically is about this poor family that slowly infiltrates a rich family, and then all hell breaks loose, and it's stunning. It's really funny. It's really, like, just, it's a good movie. Okay. And, like, it's one of these, it kind of starts off as kind of a comedy and then turns, in, turns into a thriller. And um, literally, like, I was there screaming at the TV going, like, get down, get down, they're going to see you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, yeah. like that. Like, you know, when you're just, like, screaming at the telly, which I think is the sign of a good movie when you're really that invested, that, like, they have those scenes where it's like, oh, he's well, when it can, he's going to find them. Yeah, well, it, when it can fully take you out of, like, your actual environment to be even, like, you know, responding to it real time or talk, being like, move, move, he's coming. Or, you know, like, this kind of yeah. stupid stuff. Like, it's always... He's behind you. It's always a very good sign. Us, it had literally the real of us watching salt it just snip run oh my god ah! yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah i actually um, watched um well i loosely watched kill bill uh with my sister and my nephew the other the evening. whole thing no, or just the whole just, bloody affair just the the first one and we're going watching um the next one i think maybe tonight or maybe tomorrow or something but um I was only able to loosely watch it because I was doing a drag look and I was really sorry because like I don't know when I'm going to have the motivation to be like oh, I'll put Kill Bill on again because in my head I just watched it but I didn't really like I missed a lot yeah so and I haven't seen it in years either so I'm doing Kill this Bill's quarantine all that wrong. kind of thing though you know like you can kind of have it on the back and you're still getting your juicy moments that you want yeah because I mean storyline, storyline, but Kill Bill is one that like you're just living for the like You're just living the for it. Yeah, you're just living for <laughs> no, I love someone's ass like I love the second one. I think se- I prefer the second one to the first one. Um I remember I told one of my friends and he was like, There's a second one and I was like, Yeah, it's like Lord of the Rings, like you have to, it's all one story and he was shook. Oh my god. So he thought I was only the one. I was like, No, bitch, you're only getting half the story. <laughs> oh, um, I actually have to watch uh Untucked for this week. Um 
Oh yeah, no, it was good now. It was good. They're all fighting, but I'd say there will be less fighting now that we Aiden Zane is gone. Hey, see you later, we Aiden Zane. I'm very sorry about that. You'll take care now. Uh, and maybe you buy well. your wig before you come next time. Well, she's only got one of them, so it shouldn't take too long. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you know what I did watch? What? And I, I, this is very controversial. And I probably have a slightly controversial opinion about it, but Cats, the movie. Oh, oh, it's not a, is it not a documentary series? About oh, sorry. human cats. No, I'm thinking of Don't <laughs> You're Fuck. You're thinking of Tiger I'm King, thi- are you? No, no, I'm thinking of Don't Fuck With Cats. Oh, no, 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 no. Cats, the musical movie. Oh, please about the musical tell me by Andrew Lloyd Webber, darling. No, actually, right. So the general kind of consensus about the movie is that it's like one of the worst movies ever made and it was shocking and it's so like overtly weird and all this kind of stuff. And I kind of knew that, but I also know about the musical. I'm not a big fan of the musical, but like I understand it. I get it. Yeah. Say. Right. So I watched the movie and you're in about 15 minutes and you're like, yeah, this is it now for another two hours. Um, I was watching it with my housemates who wouldn't be big musical fans or anything um i wouldn't call myself a big musical fan i'm kind of okay with them yeah i love certain musicals like die for les mis watch les mis the last day cried for the whole thing it was amazing oh it is phenomenal um though. oh stunning stunning but um <laughs> watched cats anyways kind of went into it with a fairly open mind but also expecting it to kind of reach the expectations of being absolutely shocking yeah and i thought it was fine i was like the movie was fine as an adaptation of the musical it was perfectly fine I think it's just the musical is batshit fucking weird, wacky, insane. Doesn't make any sense, but kind of makes a bit of sense. And you kind of, it's a journey. You have to be on the ride. And if you're not on the ride, you're not going to enjoy it. You know, there mustn't have been much capacity on the ride, babe, because not many people were on it as far as I can tell. (laughs) But then like I say, like a lot of people were watching it because of the massive celebrity ensemble cast and everything. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't think any of them were bad in the movie. Like, Taylor Swift was very good. But, like, the movie itself, it's basically just, like, song after song after song after song of each cat. And it's kind of, it's a bit tedious, like. Yeah. But the musical is the same way. Now, obviously, musical, different setting. It's more theater <laughs> and that kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah. So, surely, it's probably more enjoyable in a theater setting. But it's also probably just a movie that doesn't really translate well into cinema, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I haven't had any real inclination to watch it because I'm not too into musicals myself anyway like I think I missed the musical sort of boat train or whatever by largely growing up and going to school where I did because it's not like we did musicals it's not like you know that I wasn't really exposed to them mom wouldn't have been interested in them really like I was one of the only musical ones in the family and I'd be very much the same like I've kind of learned everything since because my yeah. school did the first musical when I was in Leaving Cert. So that I was a per- think about that, that was a purposeful decision. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I was actually approached by the music teacher to take part. Oh. She was like haggling with me to do it. And I was like, no, my exams have to come first. You would have been like, and I was like, far too much commitment. It actually would have been brilliant because they got to miss so much class. It was just insane. And then I started tagging along because my music teacher did eventually wrote me in to do backing piano for it so i'd be there sitting through the rehearsals like missing loads of class and i'm literally just playing one song on the piano doing a second piano line <laughs> little ball, like it was great getting away um, with murder 
yeah, no, I didn't. I was never like one of the a stage kid or anything. I did like stage school for a while and um, it was all right. We did like one show. I always had an interest in theatre and stuff, obviously being a performer, darling, but I was never a place to be in them Love it. Um, but um, basically to summarise, I just think like Cats is by no means the hill I want to die on. But <laughs> I do think it was unfairly slandered and slaughtered in the I was surprised all the critics really hated it like loads of critics were like yeah they just didn't like develop the characters enough and I was like but sure what can you do like yeah but it's not it's a heap of cats yeah fair but like I mean it's not a to be honest the adaptation it sounds like they had more money than they they should have when they made more money than sense no that's what I'm saying now but like you know in terms of the cast that they were able to get, you know, I think that's why it got such a harsh doing over because it's such an A-lister crowd of people and to not have had it be absolutely epic, like, was its its deathbed then? Because, like, you know, if it's below even very good, then it's going to get slated if they have the chance to do it to yeah. A-listers. Um, it would... But, yeah, sorry, no, I'm done. <laughs> no, are you sure? That's all. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like um yeah i think it if it could have done better if maybe they tried to adapt it further rather than they did a literal play for play of the musical from what i gather i've never seen the musical but um that's what it seems like it's a very true to text kind of adaptation of it whereas maybe if they kind of reimagined it a bit or kind of did something to make it more filmy than yeah. musically because um, like bottom line it was tedious to watch like it was long it felt long and it felt like I was over it like you know but I still wanted to finish it yeah yeah even though I knew I knew the storyline and stuff but and um, would I watch it again probably not but like I don't think it was disastrous like well you know? I don't I, f- I feel like I'm gonna make an educated and informed future decision by saying I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> but you're not you're not gonna lose anything by not watching it. There's nothing to be gained from watching <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like it's it's not worthy of being called like one of the worst movies ever. Like I really don't think that's fair. And also like everyone was saying like the cats are so sexual and I'm like, how are you reading text from this? These are cats like you pervert. <laughs> <laughs> love oh my god um so um yeah that's cats anyways but come here to me tell me more about you because i'm kind of shiting on here as usual oh well look i sure have to let you um but yeah no i have been all right i've been grand i've just been i've been all right i've been all right do you know what i hate it i fucking hate, I fucking it. hate it um <laughs> no i've been grand i haven't been really watching as many bits and pieces as like I hear loads of people around me are watching. They're saying, oh, watch this, watch this, watch that, blah, blah, blah. But after, like, Naomi said, I don't know, think to watch Queen of the South, and I put it on, and it was desperate, and I knew I wouldn't like it. And, <laughs> like, I mean, at one point, the car... The car Never and... listened to Naomi. No. Have you not learned that yet? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I had... the Like, she was running from someone, and then, like, one of the scenes, right? She's running away from whoever. I think the cops, and then the car in the background literally blows out up out of nowhere 
like it just just literally purely for the action shot because she's running in slow motion for <laughs> the camera and the car just blows up it's not like someone threw a bomb or anything so i was like do you know what this is not the vision for me like i already know it wasn't tickling your tits it's not there so i haven't really been uh immersing myself in 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 visual world. media yeah like desperate housewives took a backseat as well but i finally did manage to do the thing that i've been talking about for a very long time which i did i did a drag look become a drag queen ah, <laughs> oh my fucking god you 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 wait till this quarantine is over you're dead fucking me i know wait till my luck goes up <laughs> yeah <so> <laughs> Um, oh. But yeah, so I I finally feel like I crossed a, a bridge, and our special guest actually that we're having on later um was one that helped me do it because she was like, "Bitch, just get your ass in gear, like just do a look." It's so true though. But it, like I'm same way. Uh, I'm hesitating for no reason other than like effort. <laughs> well, I mean, I think for me, my issue is like a little bit deeper, just because I like care more about my art. So, <laughs> no, and I care about the Iraq and such as, <laughs> and therefore, and like just like U.S. Americans, just like you know, like the way, like you know, like it's amazing. Like. <laughs> oh, um, if listeners, if you haven't seen that, you need to look up like whatever it is, like uh, USA pageant stupid girl, beauty pageant stupid queen, beauty pageant queen, and like um answer to questions and such as and like oh it's so funny uh, we won't even iconic no no more uh explanation needed but mm. yeah i i just felt like anyway kind of getting back to what we were talking about I, when i finished the look i felt like okay finally i've actually passed the slump that i felt like came with the whole kind of quarantine situation and blah 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 like mm. just the lack of motivation to really do anything and to to like what's the purpose or blah 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 like i feel like i got over that slump by being able to do it and now i now i have the desire to do it again and more and utilize my time in that way because like to be honest it was just it was really nice i spent like a lot of time just sitting down doing it's therapeutic like, but it was because it was like you know when you're thinking about how fucking like an escapist yeah and when you're thinking about where your cut crease needs to go or where your fucking wing liner needs to come out to or blah 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 and all the fucking oh my god the symmetry like you really do get immersed in in it and and in the world and in the fantasy and blah 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 and whatever you have so like it was it was definitely nice because i feel like it's motivated me to stay out of that kind of slump area where you go oh i just won't bother because that's something like covid or no covid like i'm totally guilty of and i've had problems with before it's just like i just a slump or just like thinking oh nothing is good enough until i'm at this level and i'm not at that level yet so i can't do anything do you know it's it's bread and butter when it comes to creative stuff because you you have to be your own motivator yeah like like that's the weird thing about working in anything creative is that you're not going to have someone telling you, you need to get this done by Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pressure on you yourself. Know? Like, but so you have to, but like anything, like you were saying, they're getting over the slump. That's the start of it, you know? Yeah. And everyone knows that, you know, even if it's something like fitness or, you know, I don't know, cooking or cleaning and you always just be like, Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll mm. do it tomorrow. I'll start again, you know, another day. But then once you just fucking do it, yeah you're just get over yourself yeah exactly but i think as well like the um (coughs) excuse me no worries just like don't worry about it um i think practicing my cough etiquette (laughs) um yeah like when you it's 
ridiculous because you can just overthink the thing so hard that it's like oh god i can't approach that now i, I won't be able to do it like i'll, I'll just be i'll be a wreck this will go wrong this will be blah 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 you've already gone through all the outcomes in your head yeah and it's like why that didn't it's not you... worth doing <laughs> like yeah um but i feel i feel a lot better now and but i think that it definitely does come in waves so i know now i'm out of that wave and like hopefully out of it for the good like for the rest of covid because i can't afford to <laughs> not have a creative outlet but then well geez i hope you don't have this kind of emotional roller coaster every time you put a, a bit of fucking slap on your face <laughs> imagine <laughs> as soon as the glue goes on the brow oh i'm nothing i have to take oh, it off i don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> where am i going in life but another thing actually that happened this week as well was um finally like so anyone who's known me for the past like i don't know since self-employment uh lol um anyone who's known me since that period began i actually haven't had two cents to rub together and piss on so um i've had basically very little money and um, it's been grand like it's livable it's whatever but like it was getting to a point where when when all of this stuff got cancelled from covid and stuff there was no money coming in and like there was some outstanding payments or whatever but there was nothing coming in and there was no uh dull sort of because my own personal situation but um yeah so like recently the money all just kind of <coughs> eventually like my covid application got uh, accepted um money that I needed from other gigs came in and it was just like suddenly for the first time in when it rains it pours oh aim and aim and aim and amen like when it, it it just it all came in i was like oh my god this is what it feels like to just be normal again and just to not be worrying about money and have it as a constant underlying current to everything you do and that's really really closely linked with the drag stuff for me and it's a it's definitely uh thing I need to work on in, in my own head because I know it's like okay right I, d- I don't have money because of the the path that I've chosen and then but I need money to make what I do better so yeah, until yeah. I have that I, there's no point in me painting a face or doing any practice or blah 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 or any promotion or be having an online presence because at the end of the day I don't have the key thing to get further but that's not yeah true. talent isn't it ah great shoot a bitch when she is down darling <laughs> oh my god fuck you I, i'll do this with Dr. so when are you planning on getting some talent <laughs> now that your money is in check <laughs> well i don't know where'd you buy yours imported from italia daddy the governor and the company of the bank of Ireland, darling um yeah la banco d'italia but anyway back to my pressing personal troubling issues um yeah money I, money money I, but genuinely and people your money mad people your money, say money doesn't buy happiness they're fucking obviously oh absolute have, bullshit like fuck all to live on like statistically i am happier when my bank account isn't in arrears that's just a fact <laughs> it's just like, kind of like the way things roll yeah. like i just feel like hopeless when i know i'm in debt and then when i'm not in debt i feel less hopeless and then i can deal with all of life's other atrocities yeah exactly and and get another credit card (laughs) (laughs) but no genuinely i i think it is something that does actually impinge on on other aspects of your life in a really really significant way yeah like 
not just like the basics like of do you have enough food do you have shelter do you have blah 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 like if money it seems to be an obstacle for you it's so insidious to worry about it that you won't realize how much it actually bleeds into everything else so literally yeah. just getting getting the money sorted like this last few days has just really opened my eyes and cleared the slate a little bit and it's it's just allowed me to kind of relax but then also get myself in check for freaking the fuck out about it so much in the first place because it's not yeah the measure of anything but it really no you, like comfort you need but it's comfort. stifling it's stifling yeah you know you need in every sense if you're going to grow you're not going to grow if you're constantly feeling like well but there's no room because my fucking house is too small <laughs> comfort and the governor and company of the bank of Ireland, daddy. absolutely yeah indeed but like it is so true and like i like i've been on the breadline most of my life but i really don't enjoy it yeah you know? not the vision like it's it's not the vision and it's it's grand and everything but like you can get by and do your bits but it's just it is a, a weight off your chest because like destitution is a it's not an obstacle it's a fucking cage yeah know? yeah because you're just you're you can't think about plans because they all cost money you know yeah even something as simple like drag has always taken financial um, importance in the sense that like if i don't have any money i'll still go to guineas and buy a fucking hip fabric or a fucking you know do a bit a bit of a plt haul girls <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, but I mean, it's also it's a pressure as well, isn't it? Because like you can't be out there and on, like, you know, I even for for your own sake, like there needs to be growth. There needs to be things of good quality to be using in your kit, like as a queen, and like some things are unavoidable when it comes to cost wise. If they're gonna make the look or break the look, or mm. if you need forty five pairs of tights like yourself. Or, an entire... or two wigs like Shaq. <laughs> but oh, fuck off. I told you I had no money. Like, <laughs> now I'll get. You can borrow one of mine, babe. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I have enough to buy my own now, thanks. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a little bit, little bit mad. Well, it's funny that, like, in this time of crisis, economically and otherwise is probably the most financially stable I've been because it's the most regular income I've ever had. Me too. Fucking COVID payment. Like, cause everything else has been so, um, drips and drabs and just even with when I was working and stuff, like <clears throat> my last job I had that what got canceled, hashtag canceled was, hmm. um, that was monthly payments, but it was kind of more seasonal. Like you had no guarantee of anything. And then before that, I was hopping between part-time and full-time because of drag and stuff that, um, you know, there was no guaranteed income. Whereas now is the first time I've had, it's probably the most solid income I've ever had. In but Ireland, it, it you know? poses such an argument for some sort of a basic flat wage that everybody would get and, like, be able to live off. because Communism. Because, ex- yes, darling. <laughs> Category is Communism. Um, communism realness but like it really does because now for the first time i think it just it really exposes something if like you have two people that are here saying like you know for the first time in ages i have regular financial income and support in some sort of a way and like what that does for for your headspace like oh you mean but also like more importantly 
like doesn't it say something if you're only getting it when it's an emergency and if this is what they've universally decided not universally but like if this is what they've nationally decided people probably need to be living on then how is it acceptable to have people living on less yeah you know like when when sure all the stops are being pulled out for corona now Oh, this is it. But you see, when if they're if they're able to be pulled out, you can't just then renegade and just say, "Oh, geez, nope, sure, like that can't be done again." Like the amount of work that the amount of progress that's been done in certain fields, like to help the amount of like funds and resources and everything that's been thrown out of the system to make sure that we don't go fucking mental. Like, but you're even like. You can't take that back. Like now we know that that's possible. Maybe not to sustain, but something along those lines. Like the fact that job seekers allowance is what two hundred and three euro, two hundred and ten yeah. a week, and then when it was announced as two hundred three, they were like, "Oh no, that's not enough." And it's like, well, well then, girl, on, like, like if it's not enough for somebody who's obviously in a state of emergency, if they have no job anyway, COVID or not, yeah, like then that is real emergency when you actually have a regular life to live as well, not just fucking sitting in your house all day, which is what we're doing now. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, we don't necessarily need um three fifty to like live yeah in this state but like definitely like, not is... but normally yeah normally you know yeah i'd say like you know a little bit more than whatever there is um available currently but but it's I... all it's all well and good i have no problems anyway yeah, with no, accepting I think... the awards and the prize <laughs> absolutely not runner up <laughs> i i think <laughs> yeah we're being looked after that's the main thing and let's not get too yeah, it's nothing to complain about. It, yeah. Like, uh, in fairness, as we've said before, like, I feel as a country, it's being handled very well. And I think we're all, um, we're all, you know, no one's in dire straits, I hope. And if they are, I hope they're being looked after properly. Like, even just a quick side note would be, um, you know, like, kind of alluding to what we we're saying earlier, is like all the stops being pulled out now, people in direct provisions being put into hotels so they can isolate. It's like, why isn't that done before? But it just goes to show that community spirit and everyone working together, you know, if we all just looked after each other a bit more, we'd be a lot better off, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mutualism and, you know, we'd be grand. Yeah. So that's our, that's our two takes on it now, I'll tell you. That's actually a lovely way to wrap up now, isn't it? Before we head over for, to Dublin 13 for Naomi's No Sorry, I went and for then, a bit of a desk count there that time. So it's all right. You went for something, anyways. I don't know if it was a desk count. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I put the you put the cant in desk count, darling. Oh yeah, ah! So um, we're gonna we're gonna take a, a brief recess, darlings, and then we're gonna head over to Naomi. And then after we head to Naomi, we are going to be joined by our very special guest. Who um I don't know why we're hiding it because it's going to probably be in the title of the podcast anyway. Yeah, and we always talk about her like she's practically. But it is the incomparable Annie Queens. So you've probably all heard reams about at this point, but we will be going live to her in in um her state of um residence, her stately residence. I imagine because she's she is a ruler of wig and queen of captivity. So she's getting all the titles while we're all sitting at home scratching our. holes (laughs) (laughs) holes <laughs> <laughs> all right um so i mean shaka definitely do a smoke so um we'll uh we'll leave it there for now and um when we're back we'll be tuning into naomi ciao darling all right ciao really and now we're going live to dublin 13 for 
And hello, 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 Naomi, darling. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back to Can I Get Naomi? And we're here with our Dublin 13 Queen of Quarantine, Naomi Diamond. Hello, hello, hello. What's the story? No fucking story. I've just been locked away like Rapunzel. Oh, yes, yeah. For anyone who can't see, we're, we're currently Zooming while we're doing this. And Naomi has put a bit of effort in for once, which is shocking. So she's actually got a wig and sunglasses and a bit of lip. Yeah, but like, like is there any drag behind them sunglasses? Oh, like, I'm going to take a screenshot of this. <laughs> Smile for the picture. Right. Um, so Naomi, come here to me. Um, so no news, no, I suppose. Have you oh, been anywhere no nice? Why I ever have any news? Oh, sure, I've been a few places. I've been to the kitchen, been to the bed, <laughs> the bathroom, been fab. Yeah, seeing all the sights, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, sightseeing to the max. Yeah, it's... Jasmine, so, um, I have lots of notions for you this week. Oh, you go on, on, girl, go on. Oh, I won't Jesus. You what? You what? What'd you say? I don't know. She's <laughs> <laughs> oh, just God. being annoying. First of all, News just in, well, three hours ago, but news just in. Um, can we please celebrity drag race? Are we going? Oh, yes, but what? Like, the story I literally about? just so hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, it's coming on live at the end of the month, which I presume was when drag race will be over. Mm, yeah, oh no, it won't be because that's it's coming on like in two weeks, but drag yeah. race won't be over in two weeks, will it? No. But what is it? It's um, Should that not be the first of all. <laughs> Basically, what I think it is, I think, um, basically, <laughs> sorry, my it's very mind. very funny just to be looking at you trying to be, make a serious point and you're just in really the most miserable excuse for drag. Yeah, you look like Victoria Beckham, like when she's like getting a, pre- a morning after pill. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I, I'm, I won't complain about that. But basically, what I have like read about or what i think the concept is is basically they're bringing like all stars quote unquote back to the show and they're going to put celebrities in drag and then the celebrities mm. have to walk down the runway and it's different all stars each week that put different celebrities in drag and then they're, oh, okay. they're walking down the runway and being judged that's as far as i'm aware that's what it is um now there's a few kind of um questionable people that are apparently on it like justin beehive um so not too sure about that. Um, Justin Bieber. Yeah, Justin Bieber. Why is he questionable? What? Why is he questionable? Because he's a yoke. Why is he a yoke? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's Naomi's notion. Yeah. <laughs> you see where we got the name from? Because he's it's her notion. <laughs> She's fully entitled to it, darling. Yeah. Woo, woo. Okay. Yo. Who else well, is an ape and then that's going on it in your eyes? Um, you no, I don't fucking know. I don't know anyone else. Um, I read about it a while ago when it was just kind of like in the air. Nobody kind of knew about it, and Justin Bieber was kind of the only one that I read, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and hardly though. I'd oh, say you fucking know? so, yeah. Like the if really, it, yeah, definitely. Why not? Should they have Nicki Minaj judging? Fair, yeah. Do you know, like, it's so much promotion, and it also it's a it's a way into access that community that they would not normally have if they know what's good for them. 
Do you know, yeah. like, they wouldn't be exploiting it otherwise. So I think it'd be a nice crossover kind of section. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for Definitely. it. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my main, you know, judge for this week. I'm very fucking pumped now after finding out because I feel like just Drag Race just gives me all the life I need in quarantine. Like, oh, yeah. It just keeps me ticking. But now, last week, I had a very rough week, let me tell you, girls. I was struggling along in quarantine. My whole aura was just completely out the window. The chakras were just gone shite, were they? But after this week's full pink moon, I don't know if you saw 3.33 in the morning or something like that, it was the full pink moon. Um, So I recharged my uh, chakras, and now I'm back to my balanced self, and I'm feeling... All of the oats. (laughs) Yeah, all of the oats. Fabulous. Um, but yeah, speaking of feeling all of my yokes, um, I kind of want to <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. Um, speaking of feeling my yokes, um, I wanted to use this as a segue to something that I've kind of struggled with, and you both are kind of aware of how I've struggled with it. But it's kind of about finding your drag persona as a starter up in drag. Uh, because I know for people like you two, might be a little bit easier to have that concept. But for someone like me, um, it's a little bit more of a struggle. Um, not going to lie. So I did kind of want to briefly touch on that this week. Um, so just from everything, from your whole like aspect of like what you want the world to see you as in drag, um, how you want to be perceived by the people, um, is all something you really need to find within yourself, which is something that I have struggled with personally. Um, I don't know how you two feel about that. Well, my mom um, always said, like, if at first you don't succeed, then just stop. give up. Just don't do it. <laughs> just you need to do something else. So you should probably just stop. And then you might feel a little bit better in like a week. My chakras are Um no, like in in all seriousness, like it is something that I definitely, I think I'm always very conscious of it, and I think that's puts a little bit of pressure on me then when I'm performing because it's like I just then have something to prove. Like we always make a joke yeah. about this, but like you know, like I have to prove something because I this is what it needs to look like. You're the Madonna the of the House of Wig. Oh, <laughs> you always just know. have a point to prove. Yeah, yeah I mean, you can be Madonna <laughs> to no one. You want. I really don't want to be Madonna. But um... <laughs> you are Madonna, babe. Sorry. <laughs> um, but well, a cross between Madonna and Edie from Desperate Housewives, and then I'm. I think I might be happy with that. But um... well, Edie isn't proving any shit for no one. You see. Yeah. True. True. But like, I think it's it, it definitely is a tricky one because like then once you've decided then you kind of have to maintain it and you have to sculpt everything around that but yeah like for me it it does keep things focused and i i definitely know then that's why like you know sometimes like even naomi you might send me a wig or you know a dress or whatever and i'd be like oh I'd, you know i wouldn't wear that i would wear this i wouldn't wear that blah 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 and like when you have a better perception of who it is that you're trying to be or who it is that you're trying to convey i think everything like falls into, it, place, it falls into place is a little bit easier but like there's definitely a hard balance to strike yeah. between the two you don't yeah, like, well, want to cut things off either it's a matter of well of like defining the line between who you are and who your drag persona is you know and yeah. if you're trying to be someone that is not you inherently then like you're definitely going down the wrong path yeah. You know, like, and I'm not saying that in relation to you, darling, but like mm-hmm. in general, you see it with drag queens all the time, you know, like, and um, even I have 
overstepped my mark in certain um, endeavors. You in know, certain Lady Gaga performance here. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> but you know, things like that where you know. I kind of stepped out of my comfort zone or well it was comfort zone but it wasn't really you know I'm I'm not a dancer darling Mm. but you know things like that and it's about finding the balance between what you're good at and what you want to be yeah you know and that's literally it I think um in terms of persona I think the rest comes like obviously mine is more like character based um Um, but um Donna gives me life like yeah and like I've fallen in love with her because she is me and I'm her and she's she's the kind of if I was an Italian woman, that is the woman I would be. You know? Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. I love that. And I I feel like a a good balance between me and then the Shakira part of me as well, because Shakira just gets to do the things that I would love to do but can't. Do you know like yeah. that that that's the the way that I view it, like it's it's all of my dreams, but she's just gonna be the one that carries them out. So that allows me to say, well, then, like if this is my this is my dream, like I'm gonna be fierce, or I'm gonna be this, or I'm gonna be that, or I'm gonna be good dancer, I'll have good routines, or sickening costumes, or blah blah blah. Like then I just need to do it in a very me way. But I think that there's like, you know, she's the persona, and then. I have my own idea of like, okay, that's what I would wear in this scenario, or that's what She's I. She's a heightened do. kind of version of yourself. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, it's just a really fine line between like you and the extension of you. You know, like, I mean, make it what you want, but then inevitably, it it does come back to uh, core, like what you like and what you want to wear, and well, for me anyway. But I don't know how you feel about that, like. Donna or even you know Naomi I don't know how you feel about like do you think it's like oh yeah it's just what I'd wear if I was a girl or it's just what I'd what I'd be like if I was a girl like how do you how do you feel about it I would feel sorry Sorry. go on no do you go on there well I was going to be brief but like Donna is totally who I would be as a girl like definitely like she has no sense of style (laughs) like whatsoever but she feels the fantasy every day. Yeah. And like, she's blonde, she's skinny, she's well, sort of skinny. She's rich and she's a little bit of a bitch, but <laughs> only when she wants to be, do you know? She's yeah. very timid and nice all together. Naomi, what about you? How do you feel? I think for me, like, as I said, like earlier, that it is a little bit more of a struggle for me. Um, I feel like it's very, it's a very strange concept in its entirety, right? Drag is. To, to like the outside person but even internally it can be strange because you're like but for me because sometimes okay I put on a wig and I put on my makeup and I feel the entire fantasy mm. like absolutely 100% it's there but then there's times I put them on and I'm like mm, don't really feel like Naomi today and I'm like yeah how do I find that how do I fine-tune that to like feel like Naomi every time that I put on my wig and put on my makeup do you know but i i I don't think that's possible i honestly don't think it is because i think that's just like being a performer or whatever if you look at any performer and you know they're getting geared up and like i'm sure well i know for a fact that like every performer out there whoever the biggest star or the smallest star once you get up on in your geese and you're ready to go and you do your breathing exercise and your vocal exercises and some days you're just like i'm not feeling it today but you still have to do it you know and there is other times then when you're just absolutely feeling the oats to the max but that's just life i think i think it's like 
And it, because you have, it's different from work, we'll say, because work, you just go in and you do it and you have your days where you don't want to do it and you, you do want to do it or you have great days in work and you have bad days in work. Mm-hmm. But the difference with drag is you have this whole transformative process yeah. that you kind of rely on to um, over overcome any sort of obstacle you had during the day to feeling amazing or whatever yeah but then sometimes the payoff just isn't there and you're just like oh i don't feel amazing but sure fuck it i'm here now i have to do it yeah, I think, I think <laughs> you know it's it's my mug is like the reason it's make or break because for listeners who might not know like i am a full-time makeup artist for the last three years so i feel like if my mug isn't perfect i don't feel perfect like because yeah. i'm so fine-tuned when it comes to my makeup like it's annoying yeah i think uh that's definitely something that we need to speak to our special guest about as well because it's it is definitely something i can see her relating to like just in relation to the perfectionism that comes with it as well mm-hmm. but like i mean one thing that is, always kind of sticks with me is you know nobody is ever going to be as good at doing you as as you are so like yeah for me i think it, it definitely is a very like intrinsic sort of a thing like it has to be it has to be in some way what i would like if if i were her you know it's weird because it's like okay well i'm gonna make this character and if i was her this is what i'd be like and this is what i'd wear and this is what i'd do and this is you know the kind of numbers that i would do and blah like it sounds restrictive but like you can do anything in your own way but mm-hmm. just as long as you, as long as you kind of always stay pretty true to what that is. But then, like, I mean, makeup is a funny one because there are different techniques and there are different things you can do to your face. And you can decide to go, like, you know, heavy or you can decide to go light. And, like, Naomi, you know, sometimes you say to me about my makeup. Well, you say a lot of shit about my makeup. but <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everyone? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'll check my comments on my last picture. Um, Which three, ones? All three. <laughs> Yeah, um, like it's you know there there's so many different ways you can do it, but you've you've often said to me like, would you not you know maybe use more to cover up all your ugly? Um, no, mm-hmm. use use more and like you can achieve a softer look and things like that. But I know if I was like a a girl, I wouldn't. But then it there's a an added complication with makeup because it's like yeah, you wouldn't, but you might have to because you know to get certain features right or certain things right but like that's the whole beauty of makeup is that it's all an absolute 100,000% illusion darling so whether you wear more or whether you wear less is completely up to yourself and like how you want to be perceived like if you want that soft girly glam that's absolutely your decision to make but like for me personally like I would never like this isn't dragging anyone because everyone has their own perception of how they feel the fantasy but for me I would never like be able to do a softer glam because I have a bigger face so I need that heavier glam to kind of bring everything together do you know and that's the thing is like even in quarantine the last few weeks I've been doing like many different styles of my drag face seeing which one I feel best in, seeing which one like is more suited to my face. And it's really about fine tuning that. And that's why I'm taking the time now to really figure out, okay, this is the kind of style that really makes you like shine. 
you know? And mm. That's why it makes so much sense that right now you're sitting in front of me with a wig, no makeup on, except a red lip and a pair of sunglasses, because, like, work. Because why the fuck not? Because why the fuck <laughs> not? <laughs> yeah. um, and do you know why as well I did this? Because I was fucking afraid Andy was going to be in drag and I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, but it's funny, know. like... Like the mug is the well for me the moment I feel the oats is when the weight goes on because mm-hmm. for me I am by no stretch of the imagination a moo of any sorts. But, but you know, huh? Well, you're growing and you're learning, which is I'm growing in some direction. Yes, <laughs> probably ingrown toenail kind of direction. <laughs> but um, no, like I I started with nothing. I, I started with nothing. <laughs> what is it? No money, no family. At sixteen in the middle of Miami. Um, <laughs> But, like, I had no um, makeup knowledge, no drag knowledge, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was always insecure about my mug because I didn't know what I was fucking doing. And now I've got to a stage where I'm, like, I'm quite happy with my mug and I'm actually got impressed at what I've achieved in such a short space of time. Absolutely. But, like, I usually, my general kind of, um, when we're all getting ready to get into walk <laughs> and um, getting ready for wig, wig five, we're waiting for you. Oh, my God, um, we're coming. But, um, you know, I'm looking at, like, Naomi, who's the Mua, and she's looking stunning. Shaq, who's, like, quite artistic and does her little horns of eyebrows and stuff. And she <laughs> looks amazing. And then I'm like, I look shocking. And then I put on the wig, and I'm like, oh, she is a bitch and darling. You yeah, know? it's called so. uh, Disillusion. Um, and it's really baffling. Well, it's <laughs> imposter syndrome as well, I think, you know? I think drag is the ultimate imposter syndrome because you're literally just being like, I'm a beautiful, stunning woman with loads of talent, haven't I, darling? And it's like, like we've just announced ourselves as these Glamazons <laughs> with yeah. no right or permission. Story also, of our lives. Like, yeah. Also, it's you kind of nearly forget that when you're in drag to the general public, you're perceived as a completely different person. So yeah. it's like, even if you're not feeling at your best, people may perceive you as like a whole vision. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like it's, it's an anomaly to, we touched on that last week, didn't we Shaq? I think um, oh, the God, idea of pe- maybe, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but like the idea of people being intimidated, like that you completely forget that you're a six foot six woman. Oh yeah. 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 I, you know, did, actually I did a hen, um, a while back when normal life was a thing in drag and like it was a very eye-opening situation altogether but like i was in the lobby afterwards and i was in full geesh and i was just sitting down to check my phone because i had like a million hour wait before a bus but um i was sitting down to check my phone anyway and like i could see people looking and trying to like you know size me up figure out what the fuck oh, was going on um but yeah, and uh, like then I, I went to the bathroom, removed the whole fantasy, came back. But my my the common denominator between my post bathroom and pre bathroom look was my suitcase. So um Ooh. I got spotted out of drag, bitch, and like they were like, oh, we were just wondering, like, was that you? We were just saying how different you look like when you're out I'm of like, drag. No, it's my sister. It's just, <laughs> but it's crazy because it's like you know they actually don't know what we look like underneath it, and it and it's. It's armor. It's it's absolutely very liberating. I find. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. I love. I do love um, being incognito as myself. Yeah. <laughs> and going out like I was in Street Sixty Six one night, and I went up to um, one of the competitors from 
from Wig and I was talking away to their fella and um, I was like, do you know who I am? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, who am I so? And he was like, I actually don't know who you are. And I just went, Tawila. <laughs> and he lost his shit and I was like, yes! That is the vision, you know? I love that. Is the tea. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like meeting people. Yeah, that I'm the same as. I like meeting people out of drag that have only met me in drag. It's just... It's mind boggling. It's such a mind fuck. Like, how is it that they've met me and not met me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and We yeah. had a friend that came home from Australia recently. Shout out to Mandy Chandler. Um, and I have. We were starting seen... her own podcast soon by she... all good notions, hopefully. Is indeed, and we will definitely be plugging it once that happens. And um, we'll be doing a crossover, I hope. Absolutely. Collab, ex collab. Um, but yeah, she came back from Australia like a good while now. Like, I mean, before Christmas and we hadn't seen her once out of drag since she came back, which was just crazy because it's not the same experience. Like it, yeah. it is it is a different kettle of fish. Yeah, absolutely. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fish happening here. Naomi's the fishiest at the moment. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> um well ladies, um how are we doing for time? I suppose we we should um should we park well, there for now? As much as I said week. I have a lot of notions, I really didn't highlight. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, for more for next week. Another notion oh. in itself. Oh, oh actually, Naomi, we have one Sorry. final request. Yes. Who is your quarantine queen of the week? My quarantine queen of the week? Oh, Jesus Christ. Who's it going to be this week? Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know, I'm going to give it to her real good. I'm going to give it to Lady Gaga this week. Yeah! Yes! Yes, Gaga! She has Flashback to, to Donna here. being like, why am I so loud on the mic? <laughs> <laughs> I literally tried to pull away as much as I could, but the excitement was overtaking me. Go on, Naomi. <laughs> but um, yeah, just the fact that she had to postpone her album, which like, I suppose as someone like us who is artistic and artistically creates for ourselves, we couldn't see how that would be so... Now, not to the same extent. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hold yourself like, back there, no. Naomi. No, I can hear the out. eyes rolling across the nation. Yeah. <laughs> no, hear me out. But I mean, as someone like us, we saw how devastated we were when we had to postpone Wake. So, like, imagine that on, like, a way bigger scale where, like, there's yeah. this huge album that everyone's anticipating and it has so much hype behind it and then she has to postpone it. It must be extremely difficult. And then also, apparently... Uh, one of her songs, I don't know if you know, but apparently one of her songs got leaked um, yesterday. Well, I know the tea because I'm in with all the little monsters on Twitter. Oh. And um, for years now, darling, infiltrating. Oh, yeah, darling. <laughs> so basically, there's a rumor that a song called Free Woman has leaked, but there's only been like a two second snippet released because okay. everyone loves the cocktails. So, okay. um, Especially Lady Gaga. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, basically there is there is um rumors or whatever that like her album has her album her album has leaked in full, but like people are just withholding it for now. I would but, be um, absolutely devastated if that happened. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, oh stop! No, I actually wouldn't listen to it just out of respect. But yeah. come here. So and finally, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've one que- one more question. Okay, what is it? How's she cutting? Straight down the middle. (laughs) (laughs) With that, guys, we will be back. 
um, with our special guest very shortly. Don't go anywhere. Mwah. Thank you, guys. Ciao, <laughs> again and hello 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 the gorgeous Annie queries with us how are you darling Hi. testing testing one two <laughs> can you hear us Annie can you hear us can you hear us now are you there Hi, Eamon, the line is shifted in all directions how are you Petal uh I'm fab I'm fab thank you so much for having me here I am Riding your coattails again. Oh, we love it. We love to see it. I know. I think there's equal riding of coattails going on here. Uh, sure, oh, listen. We're all freshly uh, obsessed with each Like, other. I couldn't lick your hole enough. I'm so obsessed. Like, I know. It's such a circle jerk, isn't it? It's great. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> what else would we be doing? Only virtual circle jerks. I know. Sure, listen. That's quarantine life, what? Yeah. This is it. Free That's porn. it now, Only fans. <laughs> I think I'm going to take, like, I'll claim ownership over Annie because, like, I saw her first. Oh, um, fuck off. I saw her on that stage on Body and Soul, bitch. Yeah, but I met her before you did, so, like, you can relax. Yeah, but I had to be the mortified friend that, like, saw you go on after her and be like, oh my God, I'm sporting her. <laughs> oh, sorry. Annie, who took the crown? <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, let the record show. Let the record show. It was Shakira who took the crown. And actually, when she was on, I was like, thanks, fuck. I wasn't on after her because I would have been <laughs> horrified, stupid, rattled, befuddled, just horrific. Yeah, oh, no, stop. You were, when I, as, uh, like, literally when I walked in, I was like, and fuck. Like, as soon as I saw you, like, I was like, I am here just on um, just not a good buzz and I've decided to do this coming down and coming up all at once going, going yeah, one direction yeah. and the other way and like, no no like I, I remember when you did because I was there a bit before you and then when you arrived I was talking to that lovely girl do you remember that girl who did the hand puppet oh, she was called like bull, was bull woman nice. yeah lovely girl and then you came in and you were like this like I don't know, like an elfin queen. Like you had this like beautiful plaited yeah. wig, and she was so you're like you were so tall, and like I always feel like you know, one of the hobbits and not the elves from Lord of the Rings. You know, <laughs> small hairy feet, but like you like walked in this like tall like towering goddess, and me and Bull Woman went over. And we're like, oh my god, you're gorgeous, <laughs> and like I think you were like like you had your game face on, and you were just like, yeah, hi. <laughs> I am and such she, a she was like she was like getting centered and I was like okay better start fan fully on was. This girl. That was that was the day Annie Queries realized that Shakira Knightley is an absolute rage and <laughs> yeah, yeah but like I fully am because I know in my head I I was thinking like like I was really not in a good way you have to remember this that's the that's It was body and soul people it was body and yeah, soul I mean yeah Was it day we 2 or 3 or yeah. what was it Day two, oh, yeah. yeah. Day two, liquid we were, breakfast. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Liquid yeah. everything. Do you know what I mean? Liquid everything. Just and it was like, powdered it was like breakfast. 1 p.m. as well. It wasn't even like, we didn't have enough time to read and cover. It was like, you know, get yeah. up and get on there. But that's so. so, when I got there, I was just like, oh my God, I just need to, because I was shitting blocks. And I just was like, I'm not letting any of these bitches know. Blocks of cold. So, <laughs> so, I, so I didn't, even though you would never go for a shit about it. So, because the most disgusting thing you Oh no, do. no, no. You but anyway, that 
Anyway, anyway. Um, so that is how we met. And then I contacted you to do wig. And then you ended up uh, doing the gig and doing it to the most. And you won. Uh, sure, listen. Surely there has to be things have to be done around the house. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, uh, but like I just I honestly like I do feel so lucky that we met because it's like it was a life changing experience. As I say, which is French for Céladestan. <laughs> that sounds foreign to me. I don't speak foreign. I don't be listening to that now since the coronavirus. I heard you can come in in all sorts of ways now. You could be listening to the French radio now and you could get the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, lads. Back to when wig was a thing and no coronavirus. I just want to be on stage uh, with all of you again. But, uh, Annie, what did you, how did you feel about the the whole wig show and what were did you go through the motion the wig experience like, tell me about your oh, wig experience the wig experience it was a roller coaster ride i was trying to like shoehorn the word wig into roller coaster but there wasn't an opportunity and um, <laughs> but uh no i mean like you know like when you when you meet people at a festival like you say a lot of insincere things oh, yeah, <laughs> usually. So, so like i just want to say i think you're amazing like you say yeah, all of that right. and like you mean it in the moment but like uh, then you know, amazing. Then, you know uh, yeah. uh, amazing. <laughs> but you know um when shakira was saying she was putting together uh the show i was like oh my god that would be amazing like oh my god so i was like i had i put it in my back pocket and i was like maybe someday maybe it'll happen and then it did and, yeah, uh, and it really I happened. Oh, so excited! Yeah, and uh, it was just—it was such an amazing experience. Like it was just like not only like to meet all you gals, but like to meet all the other contestants and just like you know self-actualize all over the. Oh stage. yeah, I think it's important I, to note oh. as well that Annie really stormed the competition, and it was stiff competition. Like in the end, yeah. I think you had fifty something percent of the vote or forty something. We did a live vote, people, because we're really, we are we those are bitches. bitches. Yeah, God, but um, like so professional. Naomi or Naomi, <laughs> <laughs> Annie Storm, <What> <laughs> as if you'd ever win anything. As if. <laughs> John but that really has sunk into the wine. At least I can fucking win a man, lads. I'm bottle deep, bottle deep, babes. But um, George. yeah, no, like Annie really stormed the keep and deserved her title as the ruler of wig 2019. But one of uh, the reasons why, though, is because you have been like you've perfected your art to such a degree and you really are kind of, you know, we were talking about this earlier about like finding your drag persona and really knowing what is very you and what really isn't very you. And quite often, like, I think you de- I think you deserved it anyway, wholly, but like to watch you walk into the room and your outfits and, and everything like I have so many questions I'm going to start <laughs> off with first of all like who who taught you how to sew like that and make your own stuff like how do you it's just a vision well oh thanks so much thanks so much well do you know what um, don't, don't look too closely at any of the hems because the fantasy will be destroyed <laughs> I'm like a you know like a Monet best viewed from far away I yes daddy uh, but uh so it's a two-part story. So first part is I did home ec in school. Number one most useful subject I ever studied. Gotta wow. say. Can I get an Eamon? Oh, Eamon's all the way. Oh my God. 
sewing, cooking, how to budget the heating system for a gas-fired central heating in a home. You know, you got it all. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I sort of like made teddy bears and cushions. But then uh, a few years later, well, many years later, uh, I met, uh, I met uh, who I consider a soul sister and a muse, my friend, Anne Trapp. Shout out to Anne Trapp. Oh, and she, uh, she's uh, a scientist like me, but before that she had a previous life, life in uh, like art school and she is she's real crafty she's real crafty and uh, she kind of like reignited I would say like creativity in general in me yeah and uh, she kind of reminded me of the whole sewing gig and we sewed a fur coat together and we were like oh my <gasps> god we're, we're a fashion house oh we're my god amazing. I can't make, I can't yeah. make, how to win but like literally like sewing the sewing bit isn't hard it's just literally you know thread holding these bits of fabric together it's the patterns are the struggle you know getting it to fit you properly but like at the last wig Shakira were you not wear like you had a dress on that was like fully hot glued but looked amazing like I thought it was you know a purchased item Oh, you had. oh, she couldn't afford it. She couldn't afford well, it. <laughs> no, this was only a fiver in a charity shop, darling. Um, well, I mean, well, actually, m- most of my costumes are like embellished. Like I would be- buy a base garment and then just like glue or sew loads of shit onto it. But you that see, that is my number one tip. <laughs> the difference between you and me is I got a dress, I cut it up, and I hid the damage with a lot of Wonderweb. You <laughs> buy these undergarments and you put a look together so cohesively, like, and oh. all the shades and everything, everything matches, <laughs> everything is thought out, everything is completely like there. But that has to be, if your strength is your weakness, then that has to hold you back sometimes and I think like you know I was saying earlier how you gave me the kick up the arse I needed to just fucking do it stop crying and just do a look mm-hmm. and I was kind of wondering following on from that how crippling do you sometimes find your own standards and um from what I know of you like your your neurotic <laughs> nature and your lean towards a bit of perfectionism like how does that play <laughs> into things like does it oh god Oh, massively. But like, I feel like you definitely recognized that in me from like very early on. Like we hadn't even discussed it and you were like... I know I you. you. I can see you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the first thing I said to Annie was, so you're amazing. Um, Are you like neurotic or something? <laughs> and you were like, yeah, a bit OCD now, a bit OCD. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah, 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 I knew it. You had to be. You had to be. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm 100%. And like, it, like it is, honestly, like it's a blessing and a curse. And I do think like, uh, like all of us, like, like all you wig gals have that as well in terms of like your, like with the way you execute your drag you're trying to execute it to like the best of your abilities and like you have a vision of what you want to achieve and very often like when you do that like you can come away from it just being like eh, I'm not sure yeah. I'm not sure I achieved the vision you know and that can be like it can be really like devastating because like you know you put so much of your soul into it and then come away from it just slightly deflated but that's I would say that that's less often like most of the time when you get up in your geesh and in your gigs, like you feel amazing, right? Like it's just like yeah. the best feeling in the world. Absolutely, like yeah. you just come like so like high on life. Like anytime I've done a gig, like I haven't been able to sleep. And like a lot of my gigs, you know, my two to three quarterly gigs. <laughs> um, 
they tend to be of a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday and like I've got work the next day. I'm like up until five, just like <laughs> great. Yeah. But um no definitely like perfectionism like I mean I've always had it in like basically all all of my ventures. Whatever I do, I try and do it like perfectly and uh like I do think, you know, if you look back on history and history of art and architecture, all the art, you know, there's like a neurotic gay in the center of it all. Absolutely. You know, oh God. Neurotic gays, like we have like we've contributed so much to the world. Yeah. Because you know, we push ourselves so much and uh the outcome is that like we achieve, you know, I don't know, like we try and realize a vision, let's say and uh pushing yourself in that direction you can you can obviously keep improving and like even what naomi was saying earlier about like trying to like find her like drag vibe and like how like even like naomi when you were saying about like your your mug being so important and if you yes. don't feel like your mug is perfect you can't feel fancy like i feel that as well and like i feel that about like whenever i'm getting ready for a gig the thing i'm most nervous about is that when I get ready, I won't like the outcome. And if I don't like what I look like, I'll be like, I won't be able to feel myself and then I won't perform well. And it's going to be like, it all feeds in. Yeah. 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 It's like a hideous domino effect. (laughs) But like the stupid thing is like, that's not based on a reality because generally when I'm finished getting ready, like, and literally it takes the last moment, like, when you put on the wig, fine put on the, the lashes, yeah, all, like literally, I'm just going to put on my last nail. Oh, now I feel it. You know, yeah. Yeah. like it's like you're hideous until the very last moment. Yeah, until and the... And then you're like, oh my God, I'm amazing. But like you you do generally get to that stage mm. where you feel your oats. So like it's not even a rational fear necessarily that it's going to be hideous, but like that's part of the neuroses that you're just like, well... What if I suddenly I'm doing my makeup with my feet? Uh, <laughs> my left foot. <laughs> the yeah, drag edition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but yeah, the 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 other saboteur. Oh yeah. There. You need to watch her. There. Tap on the other shoulder. Yeah. But Annie, Annie, um, I suppose uh, tying into all that, um, what I wanted to ask you was um, like the first thing I noticed and which you touched on there was your attention to detail and your your kind of perfectionism because I think that was what we all commented on was just like wow your finesse is something else and I suppose the thing I wondered was were you always like that like uh, can you like I really am intrigued as to what you were like as a child like what did you what what were you into what weren't you into what were you like were you I suppose for us anyways like I know I was the little gay boy that was just mad to go out and talk with the aunties when they were over you know and get all the tea yes, I could see that yeah you know and I'm just wondering what were you like what were you like as a child what can what can you relate from your childhood that has influenced you now as a a gay man and also as a drag queen uh that's actually so funny that you say that because um at the at the wig final, uh, my mum and dad were there, right? And my aunt and uncle, and another uncle, and a cousin, uh, and some pals. <laughs> and uh, one of my aunts... And my dog. Uh, one of my aunts. <laughs> yeah. And my, my dog's vet. <laughs> yeah. And my dog's vet's um, fella. <laughs> <laughs> and me dog's fella. <laughs> Literally. But uh, my aunt was like, at, at the end of it all, she was like, yeah. 
nothing's changed. Yeah. So like she and like she's been babysitting me since I was a child. So like I I was you know if there was a checklist for is your child gay? (laughs) Oh my god, they would have had to add like extra checks onto the list for me because I just was the faggiest little fag that ever fagged. uh, Yeah, Yeah. like there was no no box unchecked. Like I just red flags. She made a dress out of them, (laughs) darling. Like loved Kylie, loved Bette Midler, loved Cher, loved like Barbara Streisand, like all those queens, like live for them. Uh, loved wigs. Like my mom was in a play when I was, I don't know, five, and I think she was playing Cinderella and she had a blonde wig, and I was like, "Yep, that's mine," and wore that around the house for as long as I could. Even when I was in play school, there was a dress-up box and there was a communion dress, and literally I used to put it on every day. And all the mams, all the mams from all the other kids used to take photos of me. Aww. So that was in the ether when I was in primary school. And uh, yeah, I just, I always was, you know, just loved getting up. That's funny, actually, because I remember yeah, when, when I was younger, um, my mother, <laughs> so she had all, well, not all, she had one of her bridesmaids dresses in the wardrobe. And... I, I can't describe it in anything else other than fuchsia mm-hmm. pink. Oh, yes. yes with oh, yes. the Princess Diana sleeves and all. Oh, Because yes, it was you. 1989, <laughs> Dali. Amazing. I think it, it was 1989. I could be wrong. I think it was 1989. But um, <laughs> my mother had this, this bridesmaid's dress that was just this beautiful pink, silky, or no, not silk. It was satin, satin, mm-hmm. darling. And... Um, I used to love throwing it on, running around the house, and she oh, also yeah. had um, this blouse and all these, all these, um, all these outfits or whatever that my mom obviously turned to hate as time progressed. <laughs> um, they fell into this kind of dress-up box that me and my sister had, but it was always <laughs> me. So um, uh, the the pink bi- bridesmaid's dress got so much wear, and we'd always, me and my sister would always, it was just me and my sister, so we'd always reenact different scenarios like you're the bride and you've cheated on me and all this kind of stuff oh, amazing. when we were like eight, eight or nine like because we were watching too much chess with housewives or whatever like that is iconic yeah amazing. literally amazing. like it was um it was all the tea and like it didn't even fit or anything but yeah loved dressing up and all that kind of stuff but um like i suppose my thing now like since i became a drag queen i'm very interested in my earlier influences like even um, the, the the main one that pops into my head is um, Kelly Marie had a song. Does it, Annie, you might know this now. Shaq probably doesn't because she's not big into the eighties <laughs> kind of thing. But do you do you know the song "Feels Like I'm in Love" by Kelly Marie? It Give feels a few bars there. like it feels like I'm, I'm in love. In love. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. <laughs> yes. So like I remember that song I came don't have free to. in the newspaper. <laughs> that on a CD, wasn't it? Came free on a CD. Would you believe now? Oh, live amazing. in um, like the Sun or one of the. It was a Mother's Day CD. You know, like they do these in the paper, where it's like, and if you buy the paper now, you'll get free yeah, CD. Yeah. So um, I remember that CD um, was on in my mom's car, and it was me and Mam, and like that song was my favorite song on the CD. That one, and my second favorite was "It's a Heartache" by Bonnie Tyler, and I'm like. <laughs> 
how did she not call it? Like, I'm literally like, my two favorite songs are by Kelly Marie and Bonnie Tyler. Like, um, with literally being like 18 months old and they're like, well, he's either gay or trans. And so neither of which we can actually change. <laughs> but like, they're, they're often like, I look at some of the stuff that I've turned out or whatever and been like, oh my God, that's totally inspired by X, Y, and Z from my childhood when I was like a whore for feminine mm. energy and like was a whore for a female yeah. icon. Like, I mean, I just love them all. Yeah. As Celine Dion said, it's all coming back to me now and big time. <laughs> Every time I go digging into drag inspiration and I'm looking at the same things that I've been looking at for the 24 years of my life, I'm like, I was rage and faggot. Can we talk about Shakira as a seven-year-old, eight-year-old boy running around as Helena Bellum Carter. Oh my God, yeah. like, Bellatrix is strange. My vision. Like, I... Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. The finesse that she killed Sirius with. I wasn't even mad. I was like, you're iconic. Ha! (laughs) I kill Sirius Black. I kill Sirius Black. Can I tell you about my inspiration? Because you're actually all going to gag, and this is absolutely ridiculous. Go on. How I knew I was gay when I was absolutely obsessed with the female WWE fighters. Oh my god, I remember! You love the bitch to put green! That inspires conflict in the soul. (laughs) Yeah! Oh my. Like, what? I remember I'd posted and everything. Yeah, but you I see, then you could also use them as a really good cover-up. Like, oh yeah, man, you see that WWE wrestler? Yeah, oh, she's right. <laughs> oh, she's a fool here, right? Oh, yeah. I love that one. Jay's, I'd have to be dug oh, out of that one, you know <laughs> what I mean? I literally, literally just covering up the fact that I wanted to just watch the yeah. men wrestle each other. <laughs> Right. Just see, I was um, such a flamer that I couldn't even pretend to fancy girls because, like, it just sounded so hollow. And I was like, mm, "Yes, I'd love to <laughs> her bosom." <laughs> like, it just, it just wouldn't work. It just was like, it actually made me seem more gay to try and seem <laughs> like I fancied any girl. Yeah, was, oh, yeah I think we were all guilty of that. Sure. But like I, but I've also like I've always just loved, like just been so in love with like, cock. What's the word? Just in <laughs> awe of women. <laughs> but yeah, enamored, Wait, enamored by female energy. I've always been drawn to it as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just the beauty of it, and just like I don't know, I've just been always been like entranced by it, and like just even like the movement in hair and fabrics i've just always been just i think obsessed. drag was the answer to like a million questions yeah. that i had about myself you know yeah and i'm sure yeah. we all feel yeah. the same way you know because like um up and like i did the whole gay thing and i was kind of a late bloomer when it came to the whole gay thing i was like 19 when i figured myself out and um that was one answer and then when i started doing drag that was the real answer to like why yeah. are you obsessed with Gabby yeah, Solis? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is Miranda Priestly the icon by which you live your everyday life? Like, yeah. you know, where yeah. gay wasn't enough of an answer. It was like, it's drag. It's the, the feminine energy. It's 
bringing but that, that was to what I think like you know, you know even yeah. my my family are extremely supportive and I'm very very lucky and I from a young age like I'm it's no joke they genuinely there was two options I was either trans or gay not even options there were two outcomes and that like they said neither of which <laughs> were going to change but like the other survives. neither can live while the other survives looking back like I would have been worried because I would have been like always very very in touch with feminine energy I would have always sought it out I always had friends that were girls I was always dressing up I was always blah 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 yeah. so I don't know like Thanks. worried isn't the right word but like I mean you know it's 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 a difficult line to to dance you know because like i'm i'm so enamored by it that i want to um i want to kind of emulate it and revere it by doing art based around it but i'm not like i'm i'm not trans or anything like i'm i'm totally totally comfortable in my own (laughs) what you call me in my own like skin and everything and just being really really drawn to that energy but it's it's weird to like we're we're drawn to it just as much as like straight men are drawn to their sexual energy we're drawn to their just being feminine energy like a like it's as good as sex to me i'm just obsessed (laughs) yeah it's but it's weird to feel like the the like most authentic version of yourself when you're in a total costume and you're telling like you're just as a woman and like I don't know it's just it's a weird it is kind of a mind fuck but it's yeah, still good it I don't know like it, it <laughs> absolutely weird. does it's um it's homage though to like for so many of us like it is homage to like icons and legends and stuff that we looked up to as as kids when we were younger but like it's just fascinating you know yeah. that we can all be on the same page about this kind of stuff as well I don't really know if it's necessarily got to do with the fact that they're women it's just i think by by their status and everything as well there was so much more that made them fierce just because they dared to be them and all all the rest of it so i can kind of see where it comes from well i think like you know um obviously like queer people uh always relate to underdogs because like we you know have that struggle in life and uh, women, you know, historically have been oppressed more than basically any other group across like any society, you know, different like Western Eastern culture, like women are usually kind of put upon and, you know, to succeed as a woman, you know, it takes so much uh, guts and strength and strength that's like not even like the strength that's not even, really acknowledged but like women literally i feel keep the oh world my God, fully running who like run the do. world yeah they do they do and I, i'm i'm just so inspired by them every day and like i know so many amazing like all my friends all my female friends are just like the most boss bitches like they're just so amazing and i'm just in awe of them and like in terms of like amazing straight men <laughs> don't know that many <laughs> i know a couple yeah i know a couple but uh, I don't know that many. And I just think, you know, maybe it's because society hands the world to straight men on a platter. They don't really have to try. 
But, you know, I just think gay men and women just have such a, an affinity for one another because we're all just yeah. trying to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very intoxicating. You know? And now, Annie, let me ask you, um, for from somebody who, like, like yourself, who hasn't been on the scene for years, but you mm-hmm. clearly have a very polished look and you know mm-hmm. your drag persona and you know exactly who you are. And I absolutely adore that about you. I think that's what makes you shine as a performer is how polished oh. you are. But if you could change one thing about the drag scene in Ireland, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be necessarily extremely negative. Just like- Get rid of all the other queens. <laughs> what queens? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm only messing. If it, could, if it could just be me, if it could just be me, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, well, to be honest, like I actually think like the drag scene in Ireland is undergoing like an amazing, you know, Upgrade. development at the moment. Yeah, like Renaissance. And like you got yeah, a Renaissance, absolutely. And like you gals are like kind of, you know, oh, I would say like don't say like, that you know, <laughs> we'll get no, honestly, no, <laughs> no, no, but well like you're you're part of the movement, let's say, you know. Because like um even like 10 years ago. Okay, so when I was your age, right, without giving too much away about my chronological age, when I was your age, it was like the early yeah. 90s and like that was a different time in the world, particularly in Ireland, you know. There was a lot of like, the 90s were like chock full of toxic masculinity. It was like, yeah. you know, the Bush era, like women were either like <laughs> sexual objects or like just irrelevant sluts. You know, it was just like a disgust. It was a disgusting time, and like anything feminine was like not uh, celebrated. You know, uh, and like since then, maybe like since the referendum as well. Who knows? Uh, there's been a total change, and like now, like girls like you are just like I'm just so impressed by the the renaissance, as we said, that's happening. Like, you know, I definitely feel like people nowadays like if they don't see what they want they create it mm-hmm. whereas like yeah. and that's what you guys have done basically really. you know um like maybe up until i don't know a year or two ago i, I would say the drag scene was maybe yeah. a bit less accessible for newer queens it was kind of harder to break in yeah i know i mean can't swing a cash well no, can't no swing a pussy well all of, was... none of us had any platform like a year ago you know yeah. yeah, so that's, yeah, exactly. that's really great about not to big ourselves up, but people like us who are breaking that stereotype of like more experienced queens thinking, oh, these queens are just going to come and go just because they're obsessed with drag race. Yeah, like, no, yeah. we know what we're doing, and we are where you were 30 years ago. Yeah, and I, I just think, yeah, the whole like drag scene definitely has opened up, and like, I love how like. Basically, yeah, any even, type of drag is valid now. Like, there aren't these, like, you fucking god. You know. Yeah, we have out, outreach programs <laughs> for, dis- for disadvantaged youth. <laughs> and, like, people like Shakira <laughs> can go on stage in their knickers and like... call it a drag. Scream. At least Sorry, I can what sing chords on page you during my song at the review on the piano. Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> which everyone took my fight now um i have one final question for you miss annie query dear um yes. where do you see yourself professionally <laughs> oh, in the near and far future like where where do you want your drag to escalate to uh, what's the I'm... vision essentially <laughs> and don't be <laughs> humble about it like say what you're what's what the want. dream what's the dream i don't know so i've i've always struggled with that question in any context like um like interviews where there was like where do you see yourself in five years uh so i don't know because because you know what we were saying earlier that i'm like a real details person so mm-hmm. like i zoom <laughs> in on like oh i better fix that one particle of glitter so like I I don't really have like a, a I guess like a big a bigger vision let's say I'm sort of like I kind of just take it as it comes but yeah. and and you know like like I love drag and it's my passion and like it like sets my soul on fire uh, so I want to keep doing it of course but I've like no idea what that looks like I don't know like it's hard to make a good living off it unless you're Oh yeah, going to drag race. I guess you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, like me bits. You know, I have notions as well, Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> don't, we know. don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> but, I, I, um, love the, I love that. I love that whole idea. As much as it's nice to dream and dream big, it's also nice to have your feet on the ground and know that you're taking it every day as it comes. Yeah, I think like what I'm trying to do is like. Because I guess, like, related to what Shakira was saying earlier about uh, neuroses, is I can be a bit, like, a bit of a scaredy cat sometimes. So, like, definitely yeah. like after the yeah. final, Shakira was like, you need to stop doing just bedroom drag. Yeah. <laughs> like, true, so true. So, like, I definitely need uh, other people to push me. So I'm trying to have more of a, like, a yes attitude to like yeah. whatever comes up like just say yes rather than like oh no i don't mm. think i'm ready for that like just oh that it, is know? it though it's literally like take every opportunity as it comes mm. mm-hmm. and like i've definitely seen like the more you do like the more opportunities come as well so, like, oh yeah you just have to put yourself out there so like i guess i when i started doing drag i was doing it like obviously like i am very my favorite bit is like the visual part, but I also like love the, the performance. Um, so when I started doing drag, I was like, oh no, I just want to, I just want to dress up with all of its costuming. And uh, I don't really fancy, you know, um, doing performances uh, to drunk people in a club. But then I think that was just my saboteur going. And then your standards <laughs> were, your standards yeah. were severely lowered when you got into the real world. <laughs> no, I started going to like, uh, the more drag shows I went to, I was like, oh my God, that was like so much fun. Like that was just taken to the next level. So then, you know, I you were already, you were already it, perfect. You, yeah. and, uh, no thanks to us, babe. It's all on you. It's all, uh, it's all absolutely your own fault. So don't be fucking blaming us. <laughs> Sorry uh, okay, to put across. Okay, Continue okay, on there, Derek. But yeah, like <laughs> no, I interrupted the lady. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, no. Well, well get... I was just gonna say, you know, I'd, I'd be, you know, I love doing the performances uh, in the club, but I think it would be really fun to. Do you know what? Actually, my dream is for drag is to be, no. you know, sing along social. I would love to be a crack mechanic. Have you ever gone to sing along social? 
No, I can't say I have. Oh, Endeavor. Wait, is it on in it Dublin? It is the best. It's stunning. It is. Oh, it's so fun. We should go this, this... weekend, sure. We should yeah, go this so weekend. Yeah, so before the crisis. Coronavirus. This is on, For uh... the pandemic. Yeah, the coronavirus. Do it. No, no. It's this amazing. It's basically like um, this lovely woman called Isa runs it. And uh, everybody, all the crack mechanics is what they're called. They all wear these uh, gorgeous pink boiler suits. And she plays all this iconic music. Everybody sings along. Everybody dances. There's loads of glitter. There's loads oh, of Oh, fab. Shout out to and, Maura. Uh, Maura Dara is uh, the resident queen uh, in it. And she does a little performance as well. Yes, shout out to Maura. And she is iconic. And amazing but it's just like basically the most fun party and they, they they're at uh, festivals and all so like you'll catch them at body and soul you catch them at electric picnic you catch them at all together now and i would just vision to be a crack mechanic just wearing a gorgeous boiler suit dancing around you know, yeah well. oh well you annie you absolutely are the ultimate crack mechanic and like <laughs> i have to say this has probably been I, I've met you a few times and we've had our little teas and, and, and you know, we've had our, a great time, but this is probably the most in-depth and conversation indeed, we've all had vision. together. And I have the to audio, say, the audio it has vision. been thoroughly enjoyable. So nice. I feel uh, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm really getting <laughs> under the skin of what makes Onika queries <laughs> tick, darling. <laughs> I've, I've got an ointment for that, actually. It'll be gone soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well girls we better wrap it up there i suppose because we're gone Absolutely. we're gone no very over time but your look it wasn't every minute as juicy and joyful as we wanted it to be yes and no we've we've, <laughs> we've cleared all the queries <laughs> thank god me inbox was bursting uh, no, uh, thanks, thanks thanks so much for having me annie it was, so was an absolute pleasure and privilege as always ladies and gentlemen the oh, ruler of wig the oh, I have queen one more of captivity the, the the premier queen of captivity <laughs> oh yes. go on <gasps> i have a question about Eamon. Oh, go on, yeah. <laughs> How many Eamons? What an Eamon, Eamon. Oh, my God. Eamons. <laughs> well, would you believe I pre-Eamoned this? And I believe oh, that if an Eamon could Eamon, and there was only an Eamon that could Eamon, if you had two Eamons, and then you had one Eamon, and you subtract the Eamon and, and carry the Eamon, you're left with three Eamons is the answer. <gasps> oh, just as I suspected. <laughs> Eamon. You but you always have, you have an aim and, and you have the remain. And that's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> the remain. Yeah, yeah. You always you, you carry, carry the remain. When you do division, you always have the remain. Oh. <laughs> Into the new tax brackets in the new year. I can't. <laughs> Don't forget to carry the remain. <laughs> the new budget, the post-COVID budget. Oh, stop, <laughs> lads! We're going to get absolutely aimed in November. <laughs> and and Louis, Louis, Louis Walsh, Bradger, going. We have billions. <laughs> oh well, girls. Um, it's been absolutely nothing but absolutely tedious to talk to Thank all of you, you but i would like to extend my sincerest thanks to any queries 
My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. This is brilliant. Yeah, thanks and so also, thanks to thank you to Naomi Diamond all the way in Dublin 13, the quarantine queen. <laughs> hey, you're about a bit. Is she going to? <laughs> yeah, go on, say something, say something. <laughs> and of course, a sincerest thanks to my my sister from another mister, or uh, from another mystery, <laughs> should I say, darling. Uh, Shakir. Oh, yeah, oh, remember me. Um, Shakir Knightley, all the way from the very countryside. Oh, oh nobody asked for the second bar. Guys, it's been where I was born and reared. (laughs) And thank you very much. God bless. Oh, wait, no, we have to sign up. We have to sign up. Everyone, all together. Can I get an? Yeah. Yeah.